If you'd like to get a better understanding of autoimmune disease and the role that nutrition, lifestyle, exercise, and stress management play, then this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show is for you. Welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, where each week you'll hear the real-world experiences, life lessons, and guided principles that every highly driven man needs to master, their health, productivity, and relationships by sharing conversations with the world's most successful people in fitness, nutrition, supplementation, and mindset. Meet your host, Benjamin Brown. He is a fitness and nutrition expert, consultant to Fortune 500 companies and world championship sports teams, a husband and father of three, and has been helping men transform their physiques, optimize their energy, and own their fatherly mission since 2005. Thank you for joining us today, and without further ado, let's jump right in. Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to episode number 78 of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show. Today on the show, I have an extremely special guest, one of my friends and mentors, Dr. Bob Rakowski. Dr. Bob is a chiropractor, kinesiologist, and a certified clinical nutritionist, and the clinical director of the Natural Medicine Center in Houston, Texas. In addition to running a very busy practice, Dr. Rakowski has lectured internationally for over 24 years on various topics in natural and lifestyle medicine. He has appeared on numerous television programs and international radio talk shows. He's recognized expert in functional endocrinology and in-office diagnostic procedures to assess nutritional status. His clinical experience ranges from treating elite professional athletes to clinically ill patients with a variety of cancers and autoimmune diseases. As I said, Dr. Bob has been a mentor for me in the nutrition space over the last seven or eight years now, and uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be able to share his experience and expertise with you. Today on the show, we talk about autoimmunity and the prevalence of autoimmune disease and exactly what that means, um, what are some of the signs and symptoms to look for, what we can do about it from a nutrition, lifestyle, and stress standpoint, uh, the importance of supplementation, the importance of sleep and detoxification. And so I'm confident as always that you guys are going to love this episode and get a ton of clinical pearls out of it. Uh, With that said, let's uh, dive right in. Here's Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob Rakowski, the man, the myth. Welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. How you doing? Man, I'm absolutely fabulous. I'm honored. You know, I'm smiling ear to ear because you're just one of those shining stars that, you know, I met when you were climbing uh, and you've ascended. You know, you're, you're adding so much value to the world. You're looking good. You're feeling good. You're doing good. So I'm honored to be here today. Well, I appreciate that, man. I could not be where I am and uh, without uh, your expertise and uh, tutelage. So I'm, I'm extremely grateful and humbled to have you on the show. Um, I've learned so much from you throughout the years. You've made such an impact in our field, in health and fitness, and those that really want to try and understand it from the inside out. So I, I'm just extremely grateful, and I'm just trying to do everything I can with, as all of us, you know, as all of you listening, we have such chaotic uh, and potentially stressful lifestyles that we have to do everything that we can to be as proactive as possible. And so today on the show, we're going to be talking about autoimmune disease and it's kind of this this nebulous term for for just an expansive myriad array of conditions 
that is attacking the body in so many different ways, but some of the things that were consistently seen uh, have to do with the thyroid, overactive or underactive, and more often than not is sort of underactive and sort of some autoimmune components to that, to gut health. And so let's just jump in, talk to us about autoimmune disease. What's, what's the state of, the, uh, of kind of um, the industry with, with autoimmunity? You know, I, I want to turn back the clock a couple of decades ago because I taught a full day seminar around the world with Dr. Jeff Bland, who's uh, considered the father of functional medicine. And he was Linus Pauling's research director. Linus Pauling won two Nobel Prizes. And we were in a room that, you know, sometimes they say if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Absolutely. I promise you, I felt like I was the last guy on the totem pole because they had PhDs, M- MDs. Uh, PhD from MIT. We're talking super smart people. And I made this statement. I said, well, we all have autoimmune disease because it's normal for our immune system to weed the garden. It's normal uh, to take out bad cells. And without it, we're going to have problems. If you suppress the immune system, you can get cancer, you can get infection. Uh, But we want our immune system to take out infected cells. We want them to take out Mm -hmm. mutated cells. But the, the PhD from MIT looked at me and said, well, Bob, he says, we all have autoimmunity but we don't, have, we don't all have autoimmune disease. And so part of our debate was, when cross that line? When do you go from just the right amount of taking out bad tissue to too much? And this has been an emerging topic over the last decades, and you're gonna find controversy. So what I say people are, are not gonna agree with, but the immune system is doing its job by taking out bad cells. Right. And so we mentioned thyroid, so Hashimoto's thyroiditis mm-hmm. getting increasingly common. As many as one in five people walking around uh, are estimated to have a full-blown autoimmune disease with thyroid being right up there as being the most common. And they've now identified over 100 diseases that they're categorizing as autoimmune. But let's say I have a 37-year-old woman come into my office just diagnosed with Hashimoto's. I'll ask her. Well, so let's have a discussion here. What is the role of your immune system? And she'll answer, well, the immune system is supposed to keep me safe. I said, wonderful. And I said, so let's go on a timeline here. So the first 36 years of your life, your immune system loved your thyroid and wanted to protect it, realizing it was a critical organ for you. And now your immune system hates your thyroid and wants to kill it. Right. Is that's what's happening? And, and they usually sit back and they go, hmm, I never thought of it that way. And then I'll share data from the New England Journal of Medicine that says just this, autoreactivity is normal and crucial to healthy physiology. And it is the analogy of weeding the garden. So when you look at autoantibodies, whether we're looking thyroid, and there's two major thyroid antibodies, antithyroglobulin, antithyroperoxidase, and they're experimenting with the third antibody, the, the normal levels are not zero because we, we have some, some process going on. When you look at inflammatory process in the system, the normal level is not zero. When you look at stress markers in the system, the normal level is not zero. Right. But when do these levels become a problem? And it's highly arbitrary. And in some cases, I think they let the, the system, the situation go too far before they do an intervention, uh, and, and sometimes they just get on way too early with things that are way too aggressive. 
But when I teach autoimmunity, and you know, I probably use the same pictures when I taught you because a picture is worth, we used to say a thousand words. Now as they look at the brain, they realize a picture, when you fire a visual image in the brain, it's worth about two million words. But I, I showed the picture of a very healthy, vibrant, powerful Marine. And yes, you know, he's a handsome young man. Yeah, and then in the next picture, he has third degree burns all over his face and body. And even his own mother wouldn't recognize him. And I would ask the students in the audience, if you're guarding the military base and you have to do it based on recognizing, facial recognition, you know, if this guy walks up and we show the guy before burn, you recognize him, you let him on, right? But what if the guy on the right shows up or, or the after burn shows up? I said, even his own mother wouldn't recognize him. And that's what happens in autoimmunity. If your immune system doesn't recognize yourself because it's become mutated, we want the system to kill it. And when we look at the amount of mutations that every cell suffers every day, there's solid data that it seems that everybody walking around develops cancer cells every day, if not every hour. So the immune system should be taking that out. If there's an infection, we should be taking out. If there's an intoxicated cell that is, is, is sick and dragging down the system, the immune system should take it out. So it's a normal process and as we go on, I, you know, in our, in our pre-conversation, we talked about the gut. We know that gut health is, is absolutely critical to immune regulation. 80% of the immune systems around the gut. There's journal articles that say that if you actually just fix the gut, a lot of autoimmunity can go away. Um, but gut is an issue. Stress is an issue. Toxins are an issue. And then there's herbs that are really good at balancing the immune system and slowing down that response, giving the body more time to recover and letting the cells recover before the immune system takes it out. So, so what's, what's going on with the fact that we're in, on one hand, the, the body's doing what it naturally does. It's supporting our immune system. It's clearing out um, damaged cells and, and, and bacteria and infections to all of a sudden starting to attack our own cells and create uh, this autoimmunity. What, how, you know, how do we get there and, and what's causing that? That's where the natural mindset is gonna be different than the medical mindset. And I believe that the natural mindset, and by the way, I've got videos of patients for, for now, you know, 2.7 decades, putting autoimmune disease into complete remission. And you know, we're talking about severe cases of rheumatoid arthritis and multiple sclerosis and lupus and vasculitis and, people that have had amputations uh, or amputations, you know, future amputations prevented, even when they had gangrene on their limbs. And, and we have videos on my, my public recall, figure. Yeah, Facebook I have seen some pretty uh, astounding videos of, of, of the healing process that you've been able to facilitate with your clients. It's pretty incredible. And these are monthly occurrences. You know, when I, when I have people come in, I tell them, look, it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens often enough that we feel very good about what we're doing. And one of the factors is how early we get into the process of keeping the body healthy. The medical mind that the immune system has gone awry and it's attacking your tissue. And my mentor said this, there's no abnormal function. There's only function that's out of time with need. And, and so the immune response against our own tissue is normal and physiologic and it happens and this is the medical literature going back two and a half decades 
But if the cell becomes sick, if it becomes infected, if it becomes intoxicated, if there's a cross-reaction with an antigen from a, a food reaction, uh, and we know, for instance, with autoimmune thyroid, when, when people have gluten sensitivity, sure. uh, the literature is 13.6 times more likely to develop Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So if we have a leaky gut and we get foreign proteins in the system, those proteins can be very similar to some of our tissue. And apparently, you know, gluten has a similarity to the thyroid and, and uh, cow dairy seems to have a similarity to the, the insulin-producing cells, the beta cells that they yeah, have. Yeah, in terms of... Ions. Like in terms of the amino acid structure of the, the, the gluten compared to the, the makeup of the tissue of these organs? That's, that's the theory. I, I can't say I've broken it down into amino acids, but what I can tell you is when we put people off of gluten and we seal and heal the gut and we calm their immune system, let's just say at least 80% of the time, we see a steady drop in the thyroid antibodies. And often enough, we see it dropping even into what medicine considers a normal range. And we've seen it with, you name the autoimmune disease. And, and here's a, a tidbit that'll really, I think, get your listeners' attention. Uh, prior to the new diagnostic codes in medicine, they, they had what's called ICD-9. Uh, it's like International Code of Diagnoses 9. Uh, there were over 14,000 medical diagnoses. When they got to ICD-10, they approach 70,000 medical diagnoses. So hmm. they've increased the number by over 55,000. And it's a monthly occurrence that a patient presents in my office and they, they name a disease I've never heard of. <laughs> and I'll type it into, that's the beautiful thing about Mr. Google. Let's just right. call it XYZ syndrome. I'll type in XYZ syndrome etiology. I want to know the etiology, the cause, what caused XYZ syndrome. And I'm going to say 19 times out of 20, it says etiology known suspected autoimmune disease. And what does medicine do for autoimmunity? Suppresses the immune system. And so there's a horrible, horrible, tragic case. The Houston Rockets had a Hall of Fame basketball coach. He was a Hall of Fame player, Kevin McHale. Yep. And his daughter at 23 years old died. And when the news reports came out, they said Sasha McHale, S-A-S-H, McHale, M-C-H-A-L-E, look it up. She died, and then it said of complications of lupus. Well, I had a family member, and, and since we have patient confidentiality, it could be a, a, a near family member or a distant family relative, uh, come into my office to consult with me about autoimmune disease and, and told me, uh, about how Sasha had died. And what she died from was pneumonia. And they believe it was because she was taking so many immunosuppressive drugs, she couldn't defend herself against normal environmental insults, developed a, a pneumonia, and drowned in her own fluids. Mm, that terrible. is the story of how this 23-year-old beautiful young lady with a, a, a phenomenally bright future, by following the wrong steps... Uh, is no longer with us. And now we would love for something, no, not love. We would love that, I want to say this in the right way, to have a meaningful impact and a saving effect on the world. And maybe it will for your listeners because maybe they'll look up Sasha McHale 
you know, obituary death, and it'll say, you know, complications of lupus. That's what it'll say. And if you dig deeper, you may find, oh, guess what? She actually died of pneumonia, and they suspect it was from immunosuppression from the drugs. And that's beyond tragic. But how, so, many, of these, how many of these happen? More than we know. Yeah, so we've got this vast array of, of, of quote-unquote diseases, of conditions that are being diagnosed as autoimmune. It's just this, this massive general term. Um, and, you know, I think for our listeners, one of the things that we're experiencing consistently is we go through a certain part of our life, you know, we do the best we can, and then all of a sudden we start to get symptoms. Mm-hmm. And we start to get digestive symptoms, we start to get joint issues, we start to get brain fog, we start to get diagnosed as thyroid, uh, hypothyroid, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And I think people would really like to know, you know, what they can be doing from a, a nutrition, lifestyle, stress management standpoint is, I guess my first question is, why are we getting to that point? I mean, is it just enough? The body is, it's enough as enough. And all of a sudden it's just the antibodies building. And then all of a sudden we start to experience the symptoms. Um, or is it that I believe, you know, you would, you say quite often is that the conditions are just right to all of a sudden create this, this, uh, you know, symptomology. Well, you just led on one of my favorite pathways. So let's just go on for that for a minute. So I attended a cancer lecture by a PhD researcher, Dean Black, who's no longer with us. He was a sage of wisdom and in his latter years. But in a group of doctors, he asked the question, how does a hurricane start? The answer he wanted was a hurricane starts when conditions are just right. How does a tornado start when conditions are just right? How does autoimmunity start when conditions are just right? So what creates those conditions? So I gave a cancer lecture. Uh, I have a, a public figure Facebook page, and I have the, the access to the talk uh, to 520 doctors last fall, 250 scientific references. Um, but big four in our environment are stress, and, and there, we can elaborate on that if you want. Toxins, 87,000 registered toxic con- chemicals in our environment. Malnutrition, you know, the, in the, there's a website, CIA.gov, that they have recognized that a global depletion of minerals is creating problems around the, the planet. And even the Global Nutrition Report says every country on Earth now suffers malnutrition. But the developed countries suffer from what's called overconsumption undernutrition. Our food doesn't have the same nutritional value. And when it doesn't have the nutritional value, we don't get the nutrients we need. We keep eating, we keep eating, we get fatter, fatter, but we still don't meet our nutrition needs. And then the final is an imbalance. Some people just plain don't exercise at all or not enough. And then there's the other people that under recover. And, you know, that's, I don't want to say that's your demographic and my demographic. You know, we're the guys that we're, we're, we love the training. We love working out. We love pushing it. So we need to be as diligent or more diligent about our recovery Mm -hmm. than we do our training program. You know, I, I think that that you're definitely on to something. So I think that people are doing the best that they can with nutrition. And, you know, a lot of people listening, they similar to us, they like to train hard, uh, potentially too much. Potentially people are training too much for the amount of nutrition 
uh, the amount of calories and I should say nutrition that they're actually taking in to support recovery, uh, we're all under a tremendous amount of stress and we're likely not sleeping enough. Now, I believe that this likely lends itself to creating kind of this perfect storm. Well, you're absolutely right on the money. And, you know, since you and I are lovers of wisdom, there's a, there's a name, Anders Ericsson, and he wrote a book called Peak Performance. And he's considered the, one of the world's foremost authorities on peak performance. And when they look at the best of the best of the best of the best of the best, it doesn't matter if it's a chess master, uh, if it's an athletic superstar, if it's a musician, um, the best of the best sleep 8.6 hours a night. And that's pretty fascinating because the more we use our body, the more our body needs to recover. The more we use our mind, the more our mind needs to recover. And you look at all of nature, there's an on switch, there's an off switch. The sun is up, the sun is down. If you look at, uh, you know, National Geographic says that Costa Rica has the best weather in the world. Guess what? 12 hours of sunlight, 12 hours of sun down. Nature has a rhythm. And, uh, you know, if you look at the, the extremes like Alaska, you know, when they have 40 hours of light in the summer, well, guess what? They have 40 hours of darkness in the winter. So mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily balance day to day, but it does balance season to season. Now, uh, and I don't have a way of following up on this, but in follow-up reports, they said that actually Tom Brady, who I think a lot of people know is a phenomenal superstar athlete, you know, winning his quarterback of all time, just won his fifth Super Bowl, sleeps 12 hours a night. Mm. LeBron James sleeps 12 hours a night. Well, you know, these guys are, uh, I would say, obviously expending more energy <laughs> and have more demands than most of us. But it's a good example that we, especially Anders Ericsson's research, we need to allocate recovery time. Yeah, I mean, we're in, you know, living in the society of go, 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 more is better. It's one of these messages that I keep trying and doing the best that I can by bringing experts like you on to impart to our listeners because everything that we see you know, on a daily basis from the media to social media suggests that we need to do more and more. We need to train harder. We need to eat less. We need to sleep less. We can sleep less. And, yep. and we're seeing that the body's actually rebelling against, against that. And I have so many people that I've currently worked with or have worked with in the past that, you know, the whole calories in, calories out model ceases to matter to any degree because they are uh, backing, some, backing themselves into a corner and, and just, you know, digging themselves deeper and deeper, right, into the ground with the inability to recover, I believe, and, and the lack of nutrients that they're actually taking in to allow that process to happen. Oh, that's why this podcast is a gift to the world, you know, if, and I've listened to several of your episodes in your ideal play and, you know, you're right on the money. And one of the things that I tell people is that your ideal plate is going to be absolutely reflective of your ideal day. <laughs> you know, so a day on the beach or a day on the golf course or a day in the library, that's a different plate than when you're doing a strongman event or a Spartan race or whatever floats your boat. So um, we need our on, we need our off, and our nutrition should match 
it's very dynamic, <laughs> you know, uh, on occasion I would, I would see, you know, people that were marathon runners. I still do. Right. So that's not on occasion, but you know, in their mind, they would justify, you know, drinking a Coca-Cola on a 20 mile. Well, reality is it's probably not the best choice, but if you're going to drink a Coca-Cola six mile of a marathon, your body's going to be a lot more forgiving. It's, it's actually <laughs> going to take in that rush of glucose and probably make good use of it. You know, not yeah. the person sitting in front of their computer screen drinking it. So it, 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 we're very dynamic. Hey brother, are you struggling to find the energy to function at your best as a businessman, father, and husband? I want you to know you're not alone. And sadly, the conventional wisdom these days around healthy eating and exercise that has saturated the mainstream is flat out wrong. If you wanna find the solution to optimizing your energy and body composition without restrictive dieting, soul-crushing workouts, or adding more to your already stressful and overflowing schedule so that you can finally function like the man you know you can be, then we need to chat. Are you ready to move from exhausted to energized by working smarter, not harder? Go ahead and schedule your free strategy call at www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up. I'm looking forward to our conversation and enjoy the rest of the show. Are, are there any signs and symptoms that, be, because I mean, you're a clinician and you do an exceptional amount of tests on the clients that come into your office, which is, uh, you know, mind boggling, um, the degree with which you assess people. And so for, for people listening, are there any signs and symptoms or, or relatively simple tests like taking temperature or heart rate or things that we can do on a daily basis that can give us some clues and insight into how well our body is functioning or or unwell? Kind of a loaded question. Uh, and, and you know what? It's a brilliant question. And, and, you know, as I sit here, I've got a Fitbit that my, my daughter gave me. But, and, and I, I hadn't worn anything on my wrist for a long, long time, but I like waking up and seeing my resting heart rate. So, you know, one of the most amazing things is just that. It's resting heart rate. That's an easy test. So you wake up in the morning and before you do anything, you look at your resting heart rate. Now, I have worked with multiple world champions in explosive events and endurance events. And consistently, wake up and they see their morning heart rate in their good zone. And, and let's just use a number, you know, that like 42 is a very reasonable heart rate. Well, if they've had a good day of training, they're anywhere from, you know, as long as they're not three points above or, or 45 is fine, but if they're 46, four points above in resting heart rate, it's a sign that the body's under more stress and that day ought to be dedicated more towards recovery. Yeah. Um, but as they have, uh, you know, within a few points or even lower, if they wake up and their heart rate's 40, that's the day to go for it because your body's in a very good rested state. Now that's a pretty good indicator. Your sleep is a good indicator. Um, the scale be a good indicator, but, and not a good indicator because, you know, body composition is better than scale. Uh, you know, occasionally, and, and, and women have a little more dynamic issue with fluid fluctuation than men. And we certainly know that their physiology is more complex and rhythmic, but you might have a female that, you know, a couple days a month is, is three, four, five pounds heavier uh, yes. And if and I've seen women that are afraid of the scale for that reason. And if we do a body comp test, we can say, well, here's what the numbers show. You're holding a lot of fluid right now. 
And then we help them with their estrogen processing. And, and by the way, estrogen is a major trigger of autoimmunity. And the literature says this, estrogens from autoimmunity, whereas androgens protect against them. And the new data is that even the estrogens in the plastics, estrogens, estrogens injected into animals are also now risk factors for autoimmune disease. But it, for years, I've said, if I could teach my patients one thing, it would be to listen to their body. And now with these simple biometrics, like a Fitbit, or, or they have these you know, rings that you can wear that monitor your sleep, these are phenomenal advances. And one of my favorite authors, this might be slightly off topic, but his name is Yuval Noah Harari. And great books. I tell people Bill Gates recommended his first book to me. And he did, but it was via blog. And that was uh, the book Sapiens. Mm. But he says, with the advances in artificial intelligence within the next two decades, anybody in the African bush with the right biometric measure, which might be like a Fitbit, can actually have real-time health data and can get better medical intervention than even the richest people on the planet right now. Because we're going to be able to monitor right. a lot of things. And Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that technology is very useful. I mean, I, I'm wearing an Aura ring, one of the rings right now, and I love it for tracking sleep and physical activity, and it kind of prompts me to get up and move around more consistently when we tend to sit at our desks all day long, plugging away on calls like this. But um, yeah, so I think, I think that's a very good tool for people to be utilizing, especially considering most of most Americans simply aren't physically active enough. So just getting up and getting that 10 to 15,000 steps a day is absolutely crucial. It makes a huge difference, it makes a huge difference. Now, you, you talked about sleep, and I know that you are a very big proponent of supplementation, but kind of, you know, you have your moments of intense supplementation and it makes sense from, a, you know, you mentioned that the, just the depletion of our soil. And, um, and so, Talk about a little bit about just the role of supplementation as far as uh, avoiding deficiencies and, pr and promoting the right nutrients for, for our listeners. We'll give a little background because I think context matters. So understand that you know, several decades ago, farmers found that they could grow a big plant with three elements, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. But it takes three elements to make healthy plants, animals, and humans. So when you go decades of putting three minerals in but taking 30 out, we've gotten to the point where we are now with global efficiency. Uh, some of the sports nutrition journals use these numbers. 99.9% .9 of people walking around have a frank deficiency in one critical nutrient. So um, I created my own food pyramid. And uh, I think it's quite possible that, that you've seen my food pyramid or my life pyramid. Uh, but I was lecturing with uh, Barry Sears, the author of The Zone in Florida, when his book came out. And, and he said, look, if ever there's a terrorist-like plot to destroy the health of the world, it would be the standard American diet mm -hmm. with 9 to 11 servings of processed right. carbohydrates at the base. So the base of my pyramid is food. And the, the simple rule is if God made it, it's okay. If man made it, don't touch it. Michael Pollan said, eat food, not too much, mostly plants. I tweak that, eat food, not too, not too often, as clean as possible, every color, every day, in a way that honors your genetics and your physiologic goals, 
mostly plants. Mm -hmm. And that covers a lot of bases. Uh, then the next rung, we, we have superfoods. There's a website called superfoodforsuperhealth.com. I'm a math fan of reishi, ganoderma, algaes, uh, on some level, honey is even considered a superfood from a good source. Then I go with medical foods or functional foods. And, and these are foods that have a, a base of, of natural protein, but have a balance of nutrients that are proven to enhance a human health condition. So there's uh, medical or, or functional foods for blood sugar, for inflammatory process, for estrogen clearing, for sealing and healing the gut and, and things like that. Then we go with a multivitamin, uh, omega-3s, and now we actually have activated omega-3s, which is a Nobel Prize nominated advancement, yeah. uh, probiotics, and then we finish with uh, you know, vitamin three, K2 at the top. And what I tell people is those are my recommendations. Now, how do we tweak them? I, as I tell people, aggressive cases justify aggressive measures. So, for instance, this morning I had a consult with an individual that had a head and neck cancer, had multiple radiation, uh, and his esophagus feels like he has razor blades in it and he mm. can't swallow, and he's gone from 245 pounds to 135 pounds. And so simple things like aloe vera gel, every, you know, drink, sip it all day long, every 15 minutes, sip that throat with a mucilaginous substance. Uh, I, I will use things like melatonin to buffer the body stress, theanine to buffer the brain stress, hourly doses of reishi or ganoderma to modulate the inflammatory process. And since he can't swallow, I have liquids available uh, of all those things. So it makes it a little easier on him. But, you know, we do that every waking hour until he can swallow, you know, and then we start going and figuring out, okay, how do we reestablish, you know, the health of this body that's been through much? And, you know, the more we know about the individual, we know, the, the more we know about the background, we know more about the health status, we get there. But bottom line is everybody needs a good diet. Supplementation even is required off of a good diet because the global nutrition report says every country on planet earth now suffers malnutrition. What is supplementation? Concentrated healthy nutrients. And Linus Pauling said this about vitamin and minerals. He says, wow, they're, they're tremendously safe, even at 10,000x the therapeutic dose, uh, and, and yet profoundly effective at the same time. So we have a good margin there. So do you think people need to be more aggressive about their supplementation? Well, I think that's a good general statement. Um, but you don't want to blindly go after something, you yeah. know? Uh, and, and I, you know, there's a quote from a guy named Desiderus Erasmus that said, everything's a toxin. It's a matter of dose. So in my backyard, I've got a wonderful pool. Uh, and I'll ask my patients, you know, look, do, do you want to learn how toxic water is? And occasionally people will say, well, yeah, I'd like to learn that. And I say, cool, come over to my house, dive to the bottom of the pool and drink water for 12 minutes. And you'll find out how toxic water is. So we don't want to be blind about how we go. So teaming up with someone like you is a phenomenal strategy because you're going to do an assessment. You're going to have some experience. You're going to know, you know, there's, there's a whole gamut of quality when it comes to nutrition supplements. Yes, some I, right. wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend to anybody because the quality is not certain. And then some I'm comfortable giving to people when their life literally depends on it. And, you know, does everybody need the highest quality? When you, when you look at the marginal difference in cost, 
I say, why not? It's actually not that much more expensive. And then one of my favorite quotes, expensive therapy is the one that doesn't work. So why don't we put our money into things that have the best chance with the best expertise of getting better? 100%. Yeah, I think people, you know, you get what you pay for in the supplement industry. And I've talked about it on the show before as uh, having a comprehensive understanding of the supplement industry, having a product myself that I've spent years, you know, developing and reformulating. Um, and that I've shared, again, is, is the murky nature of the industry uh, and lack of regulation. It is very important that you choose the best quality products, the practitioner grade products. And just a, a little plug, make sure you guys check out a link in the show notes below for access to some of those uh, high quality practitioner grade uh, products that we talk about, um, that Dr. Bob's talking about as well. Dr. Bob, I have one last question um, and then we'll talk about how people can kind of find out more about you. But, you know, in your kind of mantra of eat food not too much, not too frequently. I'd love to know the impact that you found in clinical experience and personal experience with fasting and elements of fasting and how that can positively impact the immune system. You know, fasting thousands of years as a method of purification, and it, and it certainly does that. And it gives the body plenty of, of energy to do some housekeeping. Uh, but I have a little qualifier on there. You know, pure fasting, water fasting, most likely you, you want to be on the upper end of health to do that. A modified yes. fast is what I'm going to do with people that are struggling in, in different ways. But you know, even intermittent fasting, and, and we all have some, and, and there's a marker called the APOE genotype. Without too much detail, we got, a, we got a genotype from our mom, a genotype for our dad, and we can be a two, three, or a four. And believe it or not, I never looked at what APOE1 was supposed to be. But So you can be a two, two, a two, three, a two, four, a three, two, three, 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 four, four, two, four, three, four, four. The two, two is called the longevity gene. But even people with two, two, it's proven that their brain and body have a remarkable benefit from 12 hours a day of intermittent fasting. Uh, the O33, which is the average, about 60% of the population, and that's mine, uh, 15 hours a day of intermittent fasting. Uh, and then the four fours, 18 hours a day of intermittent fasting. Hmm. Um, and, and that's what the data currently shows, and I'm sure it's evolving. When you look at you know, multiple days of fasting, the body's going to clear out some bad tissue. So even the journal Carcinogenesis, Genesis meaning the origin of, Carson, Carson, like cancer, the origin of cancer. This journal said that the most metabolically inefficient cells of the body are cancer cells. They only burn glucose in an anaerobic state, which is horrifically inefficient. Mm -hmm. If our body only ran on anaerobic metabolism, it'd be the equivalent of getting two miles per gallon in whatever vehicle. Right. By the time we throw an aerobic, we get 36 miles per gallon. Massive difference. But the very first cells that die in a calorie-restricted state are cancer cells. So some people, that's the Journal of Carcinogenesis. So some people might say, well, then everybody should fast. Well, careful. <laughs> because if you're not healthy, you're going to start releasing toxins in the system. Yes. You're going to overburden the elimination routes. And if you have an active cancer, it's already stealing your nutrition. And your body's breaking down just trying to maintain itself. Fasting is good, but always 
I don't care what you're doing. It's better with expert guidance. Well, you know what? This is one of the probably most profound things I've learned from you is, is a, a, you know, relating to detoxification. And when you actually understand the biochemistry of the detoxification pathways, then you understand that there's so many nutrients involved in facilitating these different phases of detoxification to the degree that if we're assuming that people are nutritionally deficient, then they simply don't have the raw materials to effectively detox without getting that nutritional support. Hence, the importance of making sure, one, you're taking in quality food. Two, is if you want to support detoxification, you need to be uh, you know, supplementing with those nutrients that we utilize in those detoxification processes. And then you know, all leading to being very careful to suggest that by virtue of not eating, you're actually detoxifying, which simply may not be the case. So I think that's a very, very valid um, point. And we could even take it further that people that don't have the right nutrient ability to clear the toxins, fasting will actually intoxicate them because when they're breaking down tissue, these toxins are getting released in the system. Uh, and I've seen it often enough, even with a supported detox. Uh, one of my mentors said this, you know, most of us are, are without realization, we're, we're a toxic lump uh, because of all the toxins. The human toxin inventory, that could be a different summary, but the, our environmental protection agency has taken fat samples from cadavers and surgical patients since 1971 and they mildly estimate that every individual walking around has at least 700 different toxins in their system. So it's a different world and we need to be, have, have consciousness of the importance of, of keeping our clean environment, keeping a clean body, which depends on eating right, drinking right, thinking right, moving right, sleeping right, pooping right, talking right, every single day. Absolutely, Bob. Um... Dr. Bob, where can people find out more about you? What, uh, what are your latest ventures that you've been working on? I have a fun one, which is uh, just getting rolling. It's healthierwealthierwiser.com. And uh, I'm going to interview experts like you in, in all those areas, health, uh, wealth, and wisdom. And, uh, you know, every, every week, it's Monday, 7 p.m. Central Time, and I'll uh, – there, be a zoom link on that page and the page is still a little under construction but we have at least three episodes one health one health one wisdom uh, and we'll keep doing that and uh you know it's just a fun way to connect with people like you to share with the world and uh yeah when you start looking around there's there's so much passion and and really good information and i'll go with a quote from yoval noah harari to talk why it's important to stay to connected with people like you. I said, you know, 200 years ago, censorship was blocking information. Today, that's not possible. So censorship is putting a bunch of useless information out there. So there's a lot of money being spent on saying, look, you don't need supplements, you need this drug, right. everything else. And, and that's, that's not good information. Uh, telling people not to sleep, that's not good information, you know. Um, but Stuff like you're offering, it's an honor to be here because you have rock-solid information. Another site, and, I, and I'm not much of a web guy. Maybe I need to fix that, but thedrbob.com, T-H-E-D-R-B-O-B.com. Uh, two ways of getting a hold of me, and, and 
I, I love interacting with the world. I love sharing information. I love growing every day. And the way that you're a shining star uh, for our, our entire universe. So thank you for that. Well, I appreciate it, Dr. Bob. As I said, I wouldn't be where I am without uh, your expertise and mentorship. Um, you guys, make sure you check out the show notes at uh, bslnutrition.com forward slash episode 78. And make sure to follow Dr. Bob. Obviously, he's such a wealth of information uh, at Healthier, Wealthier, Wiser dot com and the drbob.com. Hey buddy, thanks again. I, I really appreciate your knowledge and your wisdom and your passion. And um, I'm going to continue to learn from you and support you as best as I can. And uh, I know our followers are very grateful to have spent this time learning from you as well. So if those of you listening, if you found value in this episode, please do me a huge favor and um, leave me a positive review. Share this with someone that you think could benefit uh, so that we can help more people make smart nutrition simple. Thanks, Dr. Bob. We'll connect again soon. Thank you so much, Ben. Take care, buddy. Take care. Did you love this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show? Then head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a positive rating and review. And more importantly, share this with other men that you know are dedicated to leveling up in every area of their life by learning how to live healthier, more energetic, and productive lives so that they can optimize their health for their family and future. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can work directly with Ben, then just head on over to www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up.